Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Quorum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today, I'm joined by physician and head of clinical product for Levels Health, Dr. Lauren Kelly Chu. We discuss how Levels Health is using continuous glucose monitors to change behavior and improve metabolic health. We also get into a fun conversation on naked carbs and simple behaviors you can implement today to improve your metabolic health. So now it's time to lean in and learn from the best. Lauren, can you talk about Levels Health and their view, your view on behavior change, and in particular, your use of continuous glucose monitors to facilitate like awareness of the body and personal agency for metabolic health? You, you got the, the term right, which is really on our mind, which is behavior change. Um, I think we all know that there's so many things we can do to improve our health. A lot of them are not really a mystery, and yet they're very difficult to do, including for me sometimes. So no one is immune from the difficulty of a behavior change. And the way that we're approaching this at levels is from a variety of angles. The first one is creating a closed loop feedback system. And so what that means is being able to see in real time how your choices, for example, how the food you're eating, how you're moving your body, the sleep you're getting, how that directly impacts what's happening happening in your body. Um, and we do that through continuous glucose monitoring. So what this means in effect is that if I go and I eat, let's say, a plate of pasta, I can then see immediately the impact that that has on my blood, on my blood sugar using a sensor that goes on my arm that is just constantly monitoring my, monitoring my blood sugar. Um, and this is really different than the traditional model where you think about, for example, if we're thinking about it in terms of weight loss, we're asking people in general as a society, as a society to make all these changes to their diet and their lifestyle. And the only real evidence they have that it's working is seeing that, that number move on the scale. That's a really crude measurement of improvement and it takes time to see. So we're trying to create much faster feedback loops and to do it in a much more granular way using data. Can you explain to the folks listening what is a continuous glucose monitor if they've never seen one or you know never even heard of this? A continuous glucose monitor is a regulated medical device that is prescribed by physicians that you can access through levels um, and is paired with our software. It's about the size of a nickel maybe even a dime, I would say a nickel, it goes on your arm with an adhesive and there is a small filament about the size of a strand of hair that goes under the skin and is constantly measuring your blood sugar. And, and what you do then is you, you can literally access those numbers at any time. So you can use yourself as an N of one experiment throughout your day. Super interesting. Um, so how does levels get around a doctor prescribing it? If I want to like, if I'm interested in like, you know what, this sounds really cool. I'd love to learn this. Like, do I have to go get an appointment with a doctor? All of that is done through levels. We mm -hmm. have an entire onboarding process in which you have a streamlined consultation and your CGM is delivered directly to you. We of course want to make these accessible to as many people as possible so that they can get the benefit. Also knowing that we want to make sure that everyone who uses them is eligible. So um, this is a process and, and it's, it's really exciting because I think there's really a lot of momentum and awareness increasing around the power of CGMs for non-diabetic individuals. Yeah. So how do I use this? Okay. So I, I'm, I'm, I look at my meal and I'm like, I ate this meal and I like, what's good, what's bad. And then how do I parse out which food it was 
that I ate that led to the issue? So there's a few things that happen as part of this process. And this actually links back to the overall levels philosophy, which in the end, the goal is to be able to have your own internal sense of the state of your body. So interoception, right? Because we can't all be wearing CGMs on our arms all the time. But what we want to do is to create that sense of control and autonomy, knowledge and awareness that you can actually sense in your own body the way that your choices are impacting your body. So practically speaking, to answer your question, what this means in terms of the sensor is that you eat the food, you then can literally see your blood sugar rising. It's incredible. When I first put on a CGM and I saw the impact of, for example, eating my breakfast of still cut oats, it's, it's kind of mind blowing. You actually see the physiology. It's a window into your own physiology to see how that is happening in real time. And what you're looking for is whether or not your blood sugar is elevating out of the optimal range. And if it is how high it's going, how large that distance it traveled from where you were at the baseline to where it peaked out, and then how long you're staying at that peak. And the way that we describe it is what you want to see is gently rolling hills, not big spikes that then stay up for hours and, and come down. That's a sign of insulin resistance. Um, and then to answer the question of how do you start to figure out the insights and patterns around this? There's two pieces to that. So the first is the level software is specifically designed to help you to understand those insights. So for example, we produce scores for meals that you eat, where we say this had an overall, uh, you know, we use a number scoring system, but essentially this had an overall beneficial impact for your metabolic health, this meal that you ate versus it didn't, or surfacing insights such as these are the types of foods that you typically eat that promote your metabolic health versus challenge your metabolic health. But again, the other piece of this is really what we're doing, we hope, is training you to become your own software, right? We want you ultimately to be able to make those insights yourself. But we your understand that initially you need help. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I mean, uh, a friend of mine, Katie Wells, says that, you know, we're our own best, you know, medical advocate. There's nobody out there that has your best interest in mind, hopefully, better than you. And so the more power that you give people through technology, they can, like, I love this idea of interoception about helping them understand where they can intuitively begin to sense there's proprioception about how you feel in your environment. And then interoception, like internally, like I ate this or I drank this and I felt a certain way. Um, I'm really familiar with Sam's story. Uh, about, you know, how his steel cut oats or whatever oatmeal breakfast he was eating and he spiked and, you know, uh, and then, um, but I've also read, I really like your blog. You guys have a phenomenal blog. Thank so you. if you're listening to this, you should check it out. I put the link in the show notes. Um, but I believe there was something on there, like foods that you would be surprised, like have a significant impact on your, um, blood sugar and then foods that you wouldn't like, like there was some fast foods on there that was like, what? Like this doesn't like, how is it? Because I think, um, I think sometimes like if, if I were to consume like table sugar, right. Mm -hmm. Versus if I had something, even if I had something that was sugary uh, in nature, simple sugar, but I also had fat and fiber blended into it, it's going to slow down the digestive process. And so that blunts some of that response. So are there best practices or, you know, that you guys can recommend? Absolutely. So we can start with the one that you just mentioned. And I think the popular terminology for that right now is naked carbs or naked sugar. Oh, with it, okay. right. And so what that means is, is essentially eating carbs or sugary foods in the absence of anything else. So that would be, for example, going to a restaurant, having the bread basket put on the table and eating the bread on an empty stomach with nothing else. That is a naked carb. The goal is to 
put quote clothing on our carbs and our sugar for exactly the reason that you said, which is that it impacts the way that it's absorbed. It lowers the, the impact on blood sugar. So what that would be in relation to the bread is rather than just eating the bread basket, when you get there, you look at the bread and you set it aside and you order an appetizer. Let's say you order a salad high in fiber. Maybe it has some avocado on it. You have some fat. Then you have chicken. You've got protein. Now you have a whole bunch of different things in your stomach that are starting to be digested. Then if you consume some of the bread, the impact will be highly blunted. So one strategy, like you said, is food pairing or putting clothes on your carbs and sugar. Another strategy that's, I think, really helpful. And of course, these are within the context of the most optimal thing to do is to avoid added sugar and high carb foods. But sure. these are ways to kind of, I would say, limit the damage if you know that you're going to consume those or you enjoy consuming those on occasion. A second strategy is to walk after you eat or really to use your body in any way because muscles are big glucose sinks. And um, Levels actually did an experiment looking at the difference between drinking a can of Coke and sitting and drinking a can of Coke and going for a walk. Literally same people's bodies, same can of Coke, the glucose spike from walking was reduced by th about 30% on average. So, wow. right. And that's as simple as literally a 30 minute walk. And it doesn't have to be a super fast walk. You're just activating your quad. You're activating the big muscle groups so that you start to use that glucose load. Waking up exhausted and sore after a workout is not a badge of honor. It's actually a sign that you are overloading your body and in turn diminishing long-term health and fitness gains. My new app, AIM7, fixes this problem by turning wearable data into personalized exercise recommendations that layer on top of popular exercise programs people already love like Apple Fitness Plus and Peloton, and they prevent burnout and improve long-term fitness. Then we pick up where wearables fail, and we teach you how to fix your most pressing wellness issues, such as improving sleep, energy, and reducing stress. To get access to this exclusive program, go to www.aim7.com. That's AIM7.com and sign up now. There are limited spots available each month, so sign up now and reserve your spot. Now, back to the show. I do this all the time. Uh, it's something I talk about frequently is eat breakfast, walk, lunch, walk. You could do some squats. You could mm -hmm. even just like gentle stretching or moving. But like the worst thing you can do is to eat and then sit. Um, exactly. I don't think we want to demonize carbohydrates though, because if especially if you're somebody that exercises you know, and you're doing very big, like we do, my do, my family does jujitsu, right? Um, very intense exercise. If you are not restoring your body with carbohydrates after that, uh, and you don't have sufficient glycogen stores, you're in trouble just because of the metabolic demand. So it's not so much that these things are bad. It's the timing. It's the type that you're eating. I'm, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but is that, is that true? Right. It's, I think there's so much nuance in the term when we talk about carbs, because a carb yeah. to one person could be packaged food, like right. a chips or pretzels and mm -hmm. carbs to someone else is a small serving of quinoa. So, um, I, I think there's a lot of nuance there. And, and one thing that's important also is that there are carbs and vegetables. You can get actually really nutrient dense forms of carbohydrates that have lower glycemic responses. And so I think the, the guidelines that I try to follow are well, the way that I, that I eat might be a little bit more strict than what I would suggest to, to friends. But, um, and that's mostly just because, like I said, in our, in our previous episode, I have pre-diabetic tendencies, so I have to be extra careful. Um, but I think 
moderation is the key. And making these things where you're, you're basically making smart modifications so that you can continue to enjoy your life. You can continue to nourish your body, which is the goal, but you can do so with as little damage as possible and with as much health promoting um, activity as possible. So like to your point, absolutely. We can't live living just on, let's say fat. Although of course, some of the diets like keto diet certainly tilt strongly in that direction. But I think, you know, to eliminate, for example, all the carbs and vegetables, you would lose out on so much nutrition. Oh, right. So that's a poor decision. In my opinion, it's (laughs) something that I recommend is stay on the perimeter of the grocery store. Mm -hmm. So when we used to, I used to work with athletes, you know, we'd be like, just Think about it. What's on the perimeter of the grocery store? Oh, there's produce, there's meat, there's eggs, there's blah, 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 blah. What's on the, what's in the middle? Everything's in a box. It's processed. Yeah. Just stick to the perimeter. And yeah. So, I mean, like carbohydrates are important and there's hormonal impacts if some, if certain types of populations don't get them, Mm -hmm. Uh, you can dramatically impact testosterone uh, for some athlete. A lot of people that listen to this show exercise quite vigorously. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was one of the things that we actually would run into with elite athletes is they wouldn't get enough carbohydrates and Mm -hmm. then their performance would Mm -hmm. suffer. And so it was like the timing and the type, but I'm, what I'm really excited about what levels health is doing is they can give you that feedback in real time and you can see what works for you, which is the beauty of this whole thing. So if somebody's listening to this and they're like, wow, I want to give this a try. I think you guys provided us with a link and you have a, a waiting list of 160,000 people. Is that correct? We do. So this, if I'm going to put it in the show notes, if you're interested in trying out levels, you can skip to the front of the line. So is that right? That's right. And and it really is amazing. I, like I said, when I first put it on, I just, it, it changed my life really. And um, the the impacts are so noticeable. And I think one thing that you mentioned earlier is this sense that we don't necessarily even know what normal feels like, or let's say what true metabolic, optimal metabolic health feels like. And, and a good example of that is like, I know so many people who say, well, I just have cravings. That's my personality. I'm someone who has cravings and mood swings about around food and hunger. Do you really? Right. Or is it the state you're in? Exactly. Is it just low blood sugar and blood sugar yeah. ups and downs? And, and I've had several friends now who have put on CGMs and they realize actually cravings and mood swings is not just who they are. Cravings and mm. mood swings is simply high and low blood sugar. <laughs> and it's, it's amazing. It's crazy. Yeah, and there's, there's so much margin left for people to close as far as what they're optimal. And when, when I say performance, we're all performing at something, mm-hmm. you know, we're performing at work. We're trying to be the best parent or friend mm-hmm. or spouse that we can be. And what I, you know, my personal passion is, is to be able to close that margin and to help others do that. And I think Levels Health is at the front of that. And that's why, that's why I wanted to have you guys on, because I think it, what you're doing is, is, is innovative and it's meeting people and 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 closing a gap that hasn't been closed yet. So I want to thank you personally for coming on today and I consider you guys friends. And so we'll put uh, links to your Instagram account, the blog, and a link if you want to try Levels out. So Thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. This was fun. If you know somebody that would benefit from our conversation today, would you please consider sharing this podcast with them? And if you want to support the show, please leave us a comment and review on the Apple Podcast app. Thanks again for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode.